hello welcome 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 to another exciting episode of the lifetime with my king podcast yay did you miss me (laughs) please tell me you did all right i hope you ladies are good i hope you've been following up on previous episodes and i trust that you all are winning in the midst of the pandemic i trust that you all are keeping safe and happy not to worry this would soon fizzle out and we would all have our life back yeah all right so today guess 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 what i have something really interesting and fun to talk about Mm-hmm. and I'd like to title it The Man I Marry and the Destiny I Carry or let's say The Man You Marry and the Destiny You Carry whichever way you want it okay so why am I talking about this first of all I would like to ask a question who is your king for those of you who are single and you know you keep affirming you keep confessing my king is coming and all that who is your king really your king must have a personality right your king must be known for something who is your king okay so I stumbled at some interesting examples while studying the bible and i thought to share with you the first would be from the book of joshua joshua 7 verse 1 all right so i would summarize the story so that it would be easier so the story of um comes into play here now before Achan came into the whole picture God had promised the Israelites under the reign of Joshua to help them fight their battles and conquer cities of which they were already doing they conquered a lot of cities and now at this juncture Joshua and the Israelites had conquered Jericho okay and one of the instructions God gave to them was do not take anything from Jericho all right they were not supposed to take anything from Jericho and somewhere there was Achan in Joshua 7 1 Achan kept some of the things that should have been destroyed so the Lord became very angry at the people of Israel now after they defeated Jericho Joshua sent some men to Ai that was another city but in verse 5 the men of Ai killed 36 men of Israel because Achan sinned okay so it was only God that knew that you know Achan sinned against him and of course it's implicated the Israelites so in verse 20 when Joshua finally cried out to God you can read through the whole chapter for proper understanding. Achan finally confessed. Then in verse 24, the Israelites, you know, threw stones at Achan and his family until they died because that was the punishment. God told them, okay, this is what you're going to do to whoever is found guilty of this offense. Now mark the word family. All right. So Achan sinned. 
but he didn't just bear the brunt of the sin his family did meaning that his wife if he had more than one his wives and then his children okay they were all stoned to death imagine such painful and pathetic deaths like I don't want to think about it oh gosh it's so 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 scary and sad but just you know ride with me all right so I'll give another example and then we will just get straight into the whole lesson Daniel 6 now in the reign of King Darius Daniel was amongst the three presidents chosen to rule over the 120 princes now verses 4 says that then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom because he was an excellent man you couldn't find him with a fault but they could find none except against him concerning his God so what did they do verse 7 they went to the king to make a decree that anyone who bows down to any other god except the king for the next 30 days shall be cast into the lion's den and now it happened that daniel would not oblige in fact that was <laughs> daniel is such a funny man and brave that was the time daniel now went to the roof of his house and knelt down to god to pray he made it even more obvious that nothing would separate me from the love of Christ wow so he would not oblige and the king heard of Daniel's action and they came to the king again that's the two presidents and the 120 princes King, can you remember what um, we agreed upon and you know that whatever the king has signed cannot be changed so they were really convincing the king to take actions do you get and somewhere the king was displeased he was reluctant he really did not want to do that to daniel okay because he saw daniel to be an excellent man and what happened daniel was cast into the lions then all the night the king was troubled and in the morning early in the morning the king dashed out and was shouting daniel has your god saved you and something so so um, teachable about daniel was that he did not even see it as an occasion to be rude to the king and it was like oh king live forever yes my god has saved me and all that was really touching and um what happened eventually daniel was on heart in the lions then I bet was having a good night out with the lions <laughs> then in verse 24 then the king who was glad for Daniel gave a command to bring to him the men that had accused Daniel to the lions then okay now watch this not just the men so the men means the two presidents and the 120 princes but then their children and their wives oh sad so here again we find another example of a man that sinned or men that sinned and they were not just punished they were punished alongside their innocent wives and children and the lions had 
the mastery of them you know what that means the lions broke their bones into pieces and had a good lunch all right so just think about this you know when i read especially the story of um daniel and uh, 120 princes i thought to myself okay so what happened to the wives of these two presidents and the 120 princes just say let's assume they were married so we're not even assuming it's there because when they were finally brought to lions and the bible said that you know including their children and wives so does it mean that not one of their wives okay because of course when this plan was ongoing they must have gone home talked to their wives you know let them into the plan of how they want to trap daniel so does it mean that not one of their wives we are sensitive enough to say baby i don't think you should do this i don't think this is a wise idea or something or let's say indeed these men were dogged and stubborn and everything does it mean that none of them married a spiritual woman that could have gone to god to say lord please divert and destroy the plans of these people do not let it come to fusion save daniel from those wicked plans does it mean that none of them were sensitive does it mean that none of them were wise to have allowed this calamity at the end of the day before their family and you know when i thought about this i i, I you know it i became deeply sad then i thought so what's the essence of marrying a prince what's the essence of marrying a president when i do not even know my role exactly in his life listen ladies you're not married you're not claiming or confessing to marry a king all because of his riches that is not what it is esther came into the palace for a time as this that's what the bible said and her coming to the palace saved the jews from the evil plans of haman so it's not enough to say i want to marry a king it's not enough to say i want royalty are you really prepared for the royalty experience are you really prepared for the battle in the kingdom are you really prepared to be a wife that would intercede that would pray i'm of the opinion that if at least just one of the wives of this 120 princes or the president had prayed or was wise enough maybe somehow those plans wouldn't have been carried out against daniel and their lives wouldn't have been endangered as well do you understand and i'm putting it to you it's not enough to say i want to marry a rich man it's not enough to say i am married into a palace you must understand your position you must be spiritual enough to understand when your husband is about to make a deadly mistake that would not just affect him but affect the life of your children and you it's very important it's very important so the man you marry plays a pivotal role in your destiny your destiny would either be cut short or elongated depending on the man you marry so who is your king
who is your king that's a question you should ask yourself what is his personality like is he somebody recognized by God so let me tell you that not all men are fit for a king and when you picture the perfect man for you what is your prince like do you see a man devoted to God a man of character teachable loyal faithful gentle and kind what kind of woman do you think this godly man desires to marry a shallow woman or a woman full of charm and who knows how to dress and capture other men's attention is this the one he imagines he will one day want to spend the rest of his life with so it goes beyond saying i want to marry a king i want to marry a prince and all that to marry a prince you must first become a princess in other words you're practicing palace training and what other palace training than allowing god's word sit into you build you beautify you because that is what is important 120 princes alongside 120 wives and hundreds of children thrown into the lions then and that was the end of their lives because not one of them okay was wise enough to tell their husband baby don't do this or i think we should do that and if the man doesn't want to listen you know where to take the matter to in the place of prayer just like esther did who is your king what is his personality like pride does his personality exude pride a man that has no regard for man and god is that who you're referring to as your king So it's beyond living a flamboyant life. It's beyond wanting a rich man. It is all about you coming into the life of a man and helping him preserve destiny. King Asherus, who was Esther's husband, was in charge of 127 provinces. So he didn't need a Vashti. A Vashti couldn't have been able, okay? to do what an Esther did. Esther was in there for a time as that. Are you married to your man for a time as this where there's a lot going on in the society and you propose in your heart that as a queen, as a princess, Things would not go the downward way. I would pray until my change come. What kind of a queen are you? What kind of a king are you married to? I think it's very important that you know this. And the moment you are able to understand these things, that right now that I'm being single, I am taking my time to prepare for the king that God has for me and this king is not like any other king this king is a son of God this king is a man that has heart for humanity this king is a man that would carry out the justice of God here on earth 
and so you are already aligning yourself all right to this pattern of life don't be don't don't be carried away with the riches of the palace that you allow your husbands make detrimental mistakes that would affect you and your generation thereby cutting your destiny short so if you're single again I applaud you for being single still because there is a lot to do there's a lot more to learn and the sooner you get to work the better for you and your future so I hope you really had a wonderful time listening to me and the examples I gave from the Bible and all I would also implore that you take our time to do a personal study on this and um, trust me that as you continually avail yourself to the Lord's work and avail yourself to the teachings of his word you become daily better and a bride that would be presented to a husband just at the right time till I come your way next time just remember that I love you so much catch you later bye